You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Kote Wai Tene Marunga BFM. It is the Wai on 95 BFM, and it is also the week that was. Isn't that right? It is the week that was. When we wrap up the week's headlines and I don't know, try to add some commentary to it, but indeed, doesn't work all the time. Um, but kicking off from last night, the last leaders' debate between Labor's Jacinda Ardern and Nationals' Judith Collins was held last night. It was the final opportunity for the two potential prime ministers to address the nation and tell each other how they really felt about one another. Uh, Jacinda thanks Collins for her speech after the March 15th attacks, whilst Collins added that you have to be 100% committed to the job and believes Ardern has been. Um, but speaking about policy, Ardern did clear up the wealth tax and definitively said that they will not adopt Green's policy, uh, but Collins kept pushing and saying that they would cave eventually. So, Yes, it seems to be one of the major kind of strategies of National at the moment, if yeah. you can call it a strategy. But when it's completely put to bed in front of you, it's like you, you probably should give up on that strategy. Not for the first <laughs> time, might I add, as well. No. Um, continuing with strategies or Collins remarks from throughout the week. Some very interesting remarks. Earlier yeah. in the week, Judith Collins described obesity as a weakness and that people need to take personal responsibility and not blame the system. Now, this is probably not the headline that you want leading up to an election, I would think. No. No. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's caused some interesting backlash. It has indeed, and fair enough. Um, actually, one in three New Zealanders over the age of 15 are mm. obese, so... Yeah. That's one way to it's lose a, very, a third of the population. It's a very technical measure um, yeah. to judge people by as well. Um, I might add that a lot of people fall into, uh, including her deputy leader who took full personal responsibility. However, uh, a few articles have come out, especially from lead nutritionists, saying that this is almost entirely a contextual yeah. um, issue. And although there is personal responsibility involved... There's also other factors, definitely. Yes. Like, yeah that have much more of an impact. Uh, speaking of impacts, uh, and impacts on the election outcome. Uh, yes, so prisoners serving less than three years will have their voting rights for this election, which is quite big news. Indeed, this is the first time uh, yeah. in forever, yep. I believe. And there's about 2,000 prisoners that are going to be eligible to vote. Um, so I think it was the... Yeah, it's been disproportionately affecting Māori and also after you are released from prison, yep. there's a very low re-enrolment. Yep. So fingers crossed that we'll do something to fix that uh, as well as give many deserving people a voice uh, within that. Uh, moving on, uh, international students. Yeah, New Zealand universities are being urged to aid foreign students in paying for some of their isolation costs. 250, uh, 250 masters and PhD students will be allowed to resume their studies here, although they must pay $3,000 for managed isolation. Now, 250 students is not a lot considering there has been 30,000 international students last year in a multi-billion dollar industry. Now, Education Minister Chris Hipkins has said that they do want to bring them back, but obviously with the ongoing issues of COVID, um, there is just too much in the unknown. Indeed, moving on from international students to international news, we go to Belarus. We do. Protests in Belarus have continued in the country with Belarusian police authorised to employ lethal force against anti-government protesters. Yes, yeah, so this is the next step, uh, I guess, from incarcerating. Yep. Is now lethal force, which is in entirely or well, incredibly scary. The EU has not yet uh, enforced sanctions uh, on Belarus, but are considering it. Uh, so this is, of course, in response to the election of President Alexander Lukashenko uh, in August. Um, so yeah, continue 
uh, unrest and yep. disrupt there uh, with some severe outcomes and, and consequences now. They're definitely not the only country with a bit of unrest. Fighting between Indeed. Armenia and Azerbaijan over the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region has continued, with the fight also going online uh, for, with each side ramping up their rhetoric and deny claims of attacks. So yeah. jumping online pretty much saying that, no, we didn't we didn't yeah. shell that certain place. So. Which is interesting, as shelling does continue, uh, so do calls for ceasefires and uh, protests, but uh, they've all fallen upon deaf ears so far. They have, unfortunately. Um, Baku, the, the capital of Azerbaijan, has actually come out and flatly denied shelling, um, saying that it has nothing to do with them. So um, this was in regards to uh, a cathedral in Armenia being ruined. So they're saying, no, it wasn't us. Moving to America. Yes, Supreme Court Justice nominee Amy Coney Barrett has avoided all questions on abortion, health care and election during her nomination hearing in front of the Senate this week. Now this um, nomination has already been rife with a few irregularities, shall we say, um, being pushed through before the election on November 3rd. Uh, only Amy Coney Barrett is... Um, from a very conservative background, let's say, um, a devout Catholic, and she is also a trustee at a school with anti-gay rhetoric. So there was a lot of questions in that regards, but she managed to skip past those, as you would. As you do. Moving yes. back to Europe slash Asia, Eurasia, uh, we go to Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan President Surunbay Jinbekov has resigned following violent protest over the country's rigged and now annulled election. So there's been a lot of pressure on the president um, because pretty much what happened, the two parties that were elected had very close ties with him and there was a pretty much call that it was completely rigged. Um, last week the Prime Minister stood down as well. So, a lot going back, on in Kyrgyzstan. Back to square one there. And our final piece of climate news that we Ab wrap up every week with. Absolutely. Wouldn't be the week that was without a bit of um, depressing climate news. Uh, a new study has found that temperatures are rising in the deepest points of our oceans, which are far from where humans live or fossil fuels are burnt. Um, there's four different sensors in the Argentine basin in the South Atlantic Ocean. Um, and the degrees, while not a big jump, obviously any jump in ocean temperature is big. Um, they've risen from about 0.2 degrees to 0.4 degrees between 2009 and 2019. Good. And that's your news. Good Lord. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.